0: Amen. Okay. I'm glad everybody could come out and uh, be with us this evening. Here today and I thank God for you. Keep Sister Keep Christine in prayer. Her mama passed away. I think Brenda will be telling more about that later. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. We want to deal tonight with God's promise of deliverance. God's promise deliverance. The book of Isaiah, <clears throat> the word Isaiah means God has saved. And Isaiah, he was the prophet of Judah, Israel. And he served under four kings. He served under Uzziah. Who is sometimes known as Azariah? He served under Jotham, he served under Ahaz, and he served under Hezekiah. Everybody know Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the one that God added 15 more years on his life. Now, his uh, Isaiah's ministry ran about almost 57 years, uh, somewhere roughly 57 years. It ran from 740 B.C. to about 680 B.C. When we count B.C., we're going down. So his uh, ministry ran for just shy of 60 years. Around 57 years precisely. We want to talk about him tonight. We want to talk about Hezekiah and... Guy named Sennacherib who was the king of Assyria. Now, there is a thorn of destruction in all of us. Sin has caused it. And this thorn of destruction is what God has promised to deliver us from. This thorn of destruction. It's there, and God has promised that He was going to deliver His people from that thorn. I want us to look at. Isaiah 37, verse 21. The Bible says, Then Isaiah, which means God is saved, the son of Amos, Amos means strength, he sent unto Hezekiah, which is the one that's been strengthened by God, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, whereas thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Israel. Assyria. Let's stop right there. Want to break something down? See what? Why would Hezekiah be praying to God about this king of Assyria, Sinashera? Well, first of all, Sinashera was that thorn of destruction and he had been boasting and he had been taunting and tormenting Israel, Hezekiah. Now, Hezekiah is the one that's strengthened by God. So, you know, let's get into the spirit of this right quick so that when I start going into the word you can understand and follow me in the spirit. First of all we know that Isaiah being he is the God that has saved God has saved who did God save? Our soul us. Now Isaiah was a prophet and the book of Revelation 19 verse I think it's 1910 In the book of Revelation, the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So all of us that have been saved is an inspired prophet of God. Because the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. And the word Isaiah spiritually means God has saved. So, God saved me, God saved you. So, all of us have that spirit of the inspired prophet in them. Am I making myself clear? You see? Because I'm trying my best to keep us in the spirit realm. I don't want to go church, I want to go spirit. You have to identify yourself with Isaiah. You have to identify yourself. As him being the son of Amos, which is the builder of strength. That's what God does when he saves us. He sends the Spirit to begin to strengthen us, right? And he sends it to who? Hezekiah. Hezekiah means strengthened of God. So when we're saved, God begins to build strength in us, and who does it strengthen? Those of us that's been saved, right? So Hezekiah is that which has been strengthened by God. Now, that which has been strengthened by God, Hezekiah, is the king of Judah, which is the king of praise, right? Does not Revelation 1-6 say that God has made us kings and priests? So we got a little little bit of Hezekiah in us, we got a little bit of Isaiah in us, and we've got a little bit of a son of Amos in us too. Spiritually I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritually now. You've got to catch this spiritually. You got, you know, you can't you can't look at these things and say, wow oh, no, spirit. Got to be spirit. God is a spirit, the Bible says. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Because, see, God is taking us somewhere. You see? So if you miss getting on the train, you're going to miss the whole trip. So that's why I'm taking my time to get you on the train. And the train is the Spirit. So if you don't get on the train now and catch what God is saying in the Spirit, then the train going to leave you and you'll be left behind because you'll still be looking at Isaiah and Hezekiah as Isaiah and Hezekiah back then instead of now. Hezekiah. Now, Isaiah. In the Spirit. Got it? So get on the track. Get on the track. Step on board. It'll get clearer in a minute. Now, let's see why was he praying to God. Well, let's go over here to verse to chapter 36 of Isaiah. And let's look at something. In
1: 36...
0: Isaiah 36, we should be right there. Are we there? All right, look at verse 1. It says, now. Now I mean, right now. Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah. Well, see, there's a problem right there. It's in the 14th year. You count the number. Five. It means incomplete. He's in an incomplete state right there, see? See, that's the problem right there. Any time that our kingship is in an incomplete state, or a share, that old phone of destruction, he can come and tone us. I tell you, get on the train. God take you somewhere if you get on there. All you gotta do is get on the train. Don't worry about the ticket, get on. The ticket to be paid for, for it's over with. Just get on the train. Tell God got a work for y'all. He got a word for you. The Bible says now it came to pass the 14th year, I'm in mean Isaiah 36 verse 1. 14th year, 1 plus 4, plus all the heroes in the world add up to 5. 5 means incomplete. Hezekiah, he's in an incomplete state. His kingship, like some of us. That sinner Sherub, that thorn in the flesh, he's the king of Assyria, came up against all the defense cities of what? Cities of who? Praise. Judah. And he did what? He took them. See what he did? See, Sherub is that thorn of destruction. And he's the king of Assyria because Assyria means success. He had been successful over besieging the cities of praise, which is our encounter with praise. Okay. How many times have the thorn of destruction Housed up our praise from God. It's you see you see how you link it in the spirit. See you identify with that in the spirit. You bring that into you, and you get a revelation about you, not about you, but about mm-hmm, sex. Right? Church won't let you do that. Kingdom will. You, you see. So here it is that. Being in our
1: incomplete state, mm-hmm.
0: as being king, as what God has made us king and priests, as the Bible tells us. You see, being in that incomplete state, sometimes this thorn of destruction, it fences up our ability to praise God. The Bible says here, in 36.1, at the end of it, it says that he came up against all the defense cities of Judah, not only that, but he took them. He took our prayers That's done happen to everybody in here before at some point in time. And the king, see verse 35-3. Remember I was telling you about strength? 35-3 says, strengthen ye the weak hand and confirm the feeble knees. See it there? He's telling us to do that. Now, let's go back over to 36 too. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Latish to Jerusalem unto King Hezekiah with a great army. Hmm. No, I won't stop right there. Because this is what baffled me right here. This guy named Rabshakeh is the head butler. Now, is that all the form of destruction the king got to send to God's people? Is a butler? His army is being led by the head butler? Is that all you got? And you coming up against the army of the living God? I mean, think about it. He comes up. He sends Ramsaka, his cupbearer. His head butler. And he sent them from a place called Latish, which means to exist of oneself, you see. This is what happened. See, the thorn of destruction thinks that it exists of himself. It don't understand that it's only by God, but God don't let him know later on that it's by me that I allowed you to go up against the fence city. I had a duty for you, but now what I get through with you, I'm going to handle you. We're going to see what's going to happen to him in a minute. Now, this thing that good to me because verse 2 says, And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lachish to Jerusalem. So here it is, the head butler, who is existing within himself, he's coming to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, which is the peace of God, the city of peace. You see what the thorn of destruction does? It sends a messenger to take our peace from us.
1: You see what he's doing?
0: Coming up against our peace. Because it knows about the peace of God. That surpasses all understanding. So here he is, and look what he does now. He stood by the conduit of the upper pool, uh-huh, in high place, in the highway of the... Full of field. That means that he's stood in the place of life that had been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Do you understand what, it, what that thorn of destruction does? It stands right in the highway, that place of life that God has washed us clean with the blood. It blocks it. Watch the word. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah, the 40th chapter, verse 3. Isaiah 40, verse 3, talking about this highway. Now he's standing in the midst of that highway, y'all remember that, right? Look at Isaiah, verse 40, couple sheets verse 3. Go that way. And anybody want see CD tonight of this, they're welcome to have it because it's a good message. For those that want to go on iTunes, we're on iTunes, on the House of Destiny. Uh, and they can go to the website, www.thehouseofdestiny.org. That's thehouseofdestiny, T-H-E, houseofdestiny.org. For those that want to subscribe to our iTunes messages. Now, in Isaiah 40, verse 3. The voice of him that cried through the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a what? Of our who? Where was he standing? Right in the highway. He want to block us. So the only way that he can block us is that he stands right there in the highway, right there where the flow is, Jack. He want to stand in the floor of God, right there in the way of him and diverted. So, going back over here to Isaiah 36. Verse 3 says, Then came forth unto him Iliakim, Hilke, son, which was over the house. These are the Jews coming to him now. These are our people. And Shebna, the scribe, and Job, Asa's son, the recorder. Asa's son, the recorder. And Rabshaqah, see, when they see him coming, he done already took the defense city. When they see him coming, they go out and see. The elders go out to see, you know, what, what's going on. Rabshaqah said unto them, now he's standing in the highway of God now, running his mouth. He said, Say ye now to Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. That's the old thorn in the flesh. He done sent that message, trying to tone up, trying to bring fear in our life, you know. You know, you, you know the things he used to bring fear in our life. Everybody know that. He usually uses calm things. He usually uses things like ain't got no food, ain't got no, you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying. I need to get a battery for the car, or my car to He usually uses those kind of things to get in the way of us. Because he know that if he can, if he can disrupt your peace, he know that he can make you forget that if he seeks you first, the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness, all these other things be added to you. You see, he knows that. So he got to disrupt your peace by throwing in something that's of the word. You know what I'm saying? Make you forget that if I seek God and if I seek his righteousness, then everything else is going to be taken care of. But what happens is he's standing in the flood, and he's standing in that place of peace, and he takes our peace from us with a message that he sent by his head butler. And if that's all you got to send your army, to lead your army, you ain't got much. You're going to send a butler to lead your army, to take down God's people? Look at this chunk. No wonder David said what he said to Goliath. You uncircumcised heathen. Who are you to defy the army of the living God? I'm take you down, sucker. You're going down. So he said, I want you to say now. See, that word now keep coming up. To Hezekiah, which is the king of Judah. See, you really talking to us, because we're kings and priests too, now to be saved. Well, y'all catch it now. He said, thus saith the what? He called. He, he he called Senator Sheriff the great king. But the great king is Jesus because he the king of kings. Yeah, that's right. Well look what he do. He, he done promoted himself above Jesus. Called himself the great king said. The king of Assyria which is the king of success because he, he done defense the city. He done cluttered up our praise. so figured, he figured he got it going on. But God got him. See, God is the one sending that way. He said, I say, sayeth thou, but there are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for war." That's him talking joke to God's people. Now on whom doest thou trust? You see what? That, that thou rebellest against me. Mm. First of all, he done made himself a great king and, you know, you know this is his little old running boy telling you. Delivering the message. This is what the great King say. Great kings say that you are you, you rebelling against me, him. And who are you to rebel against him? You know what I'm saying? He don't, and, and now on whom do thou trust? In other words, he's trying to put fear in your heart. And he's trying to trying to cause us to become fearful, but God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 1 7, I believe. I mean, 2 Timothy 1 7, I believe. So let's, let's go back over here to uh, the 37th chapter about this promise delivered. Because we left off, we left off right there at verse 1. We done found out. I meant chapter 20. I meant verse 21. We left off at verse 21. Isaiah 37 verse 22 is where we're going back to now. Can you get there with you please? Say amen. 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 He said, this is the one Now notice now cow done prayed, right? And I done told y'all why he would pray. Because this joker coming up, talking him. Right? Okay. Now. Verse twenty-two says, "This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him." Now Isaiah is bringing a word to the king about him. He says, "The virgin, with the virgin, the soul has been saved. The daughter of Zion, that's us, hath despised thee." Now this is God speaking. In other words, God is saying to tell him, my people have despised that thorn of destruction. Do you not know that we've despised sin in our lives we didn't want it?
1: There's nobody in
0: here who knows God won't sin in their lives. Whether it's there or not, it ain't because you want it there. You're doing everything that you can to try to stay above this thing. Bible says that my people have despised thee, O sinner Sarah. Look at Romans 7, 22 and 23. Romans 7, 22 and 23. Romans 7, 22 and 23. Are we there? Okay. The Bible says for, well let's go with 21. For I then find the law when I do good, what I will do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the what man? Inward man. He said that my people, the virgin, the daughter of Zion, that's our soul, that's what he's saying. He's talking about that internal man has despised. The Bible says for I delight in the law, that's That's that virgin in me. That's that daughter of Zion in me.
1: I delight in the law of God after
0: the inward man, after the spiritual man. But I see another law in my members, uh uh-huh, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. See, the virgin despises the sin. It wants to serve the law of God. Because he said, I delight in the law of God after the end of man. You remember the, the tugging and the pulling? Remember we talked about that? And you're despising it the whole way. That's what it's talking about here. It says, the virgin, the daughter of Zion, had despised thee. And not only that, I'm talking about deliverance. God's promise of deliverance. God said, I'm going to deliver." He says here, And let thee to scorn. God is saying that we are going to be delivered and we're going to let that thorn of destruction to scorn. What? The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at thee. It's going to come a time when God will fully deliver us not many days from here. And God is going to have us shaking out. Every time that sucker comes down with a message, he's going to have the daughter of Jerusalem shaking her head. No, I ain't leaving my peace. Shaking her head at him. Despising the devil all the way. Shaking, his, shaking out her head at everything that that devil tried to bring us. That thorn of destruction. Because we're going to recognize it for what it is. Bible says here, verse 23, that whom thou hast reproached and blasphemed, and against whom thou hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel. See, he didn't know he was doing that see. When he run running out, he... See, when the devil running his mouth, they don't know that it's run. they think it's running his mouth with you. But it's really running his mouth with God, because you belong to God. It's really going to, okay. Now, Isaiah says, 59 verse 19, said, when the enemy come in like a flood, the Lord himself will lift up a standard. He, they were coming in like a flood on Hezekiah now. But the Lord lifted up a standard. He sent a message back to him. And he said in verse 24, By thy servants, thou, hast thou reproached the Lord and hast saved by the multitude of my chariots, don't trust in your chariots, I am come up to the height of the mountain. See, he's trusting in his chariots. His ability. I'm in Isaiah 37 Verse 24. Middle ways. To the sides of Lebanon. And I will cut down the tall cedars thereof. And the choice fir trees thereof. He's talking about cutting down some of God's people here. Seen as trees. And look what he's talking about. He's boasting. He said, And I will enter into the heights of his borders. Mm-hmm, the besieged city of Judah. And the forest of his carmel. That word carmel means plentifulness. See, that's what he wants to do. He wants to enter in and take the harvest from us. That's what he, that, that's his thing. The thorn of destruction. It wants to come in, enter in to the forest of his karma, plentifulness. The word karma means plentifulness, fruitfulness. What he wants to do is he wants to come in and take. Have anybody been allowed him to come in and he stole stuff from you? I guess I'm the only one. Everybody just hung their old head down. I heard a couple of mumbles. Well, see, that's our problem. See, Carl, we you know, why do we drop our head when we hear the truth? We're all in the boat together. I just don't understand why we do that. As if we are guilty of being torn off. And all of us been tore off. We're playing games acknowledge it, and let God heal us. But no, we'll drop our head every time that thing hit. oh, he's talking about, you. ain't nobody, the truth talking about you. The truth done found all of us. Now everybody in here done got to all. Everybody. And that's what it does. It just shows you in the Bible what it's designed to do. Enter into the forest of Mount Carmel. Carmel. In other words, they want to get in your pocket and take what you got. They want to get in your health and take that. They want to get in your marriage and take that. Do I make myself clear? Amen. That's what they want to do. And see, you can't get no better at nothing until you acknowledge what it's doing. As long as you can't get the other person's fault, no. It's yours. Because you don't want to let him in. So ain't nothing gonna get better until we recognize the fact that we done let that suffer in on us and he causing us some problems. Cause I sat in darkness and misery many times, saying, Lord, why if I just went the other way, if. But see, when that thing, when that thought of destruction, when it is into that place of peace in you, it can disrupt your thinking the best of us. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: next thing you know, you out there on a way without a life jacket. you at the mercy of the ocean. And it's sharks out there the deeper you go out. Sharks. They got so now, they're coming in inland and laying biting them <laughs> in five feet of water. Mm-hmm. You know you ain't got no chance You get drifted out there. So, verse 25 says, I have dead and drunk water, that's him talking crazy, with the sole of my feet have I dried up all the rivers mm-hmm. of the besieged places. See, this is God responding to the things that he has said. In other words, God is repeating back to him what he's been boasting about, because God didn't hurt him. But I'm going to show you something what the devil been doing to us. We're talking about deliverance here. Let's go to Psalms. Let, let, before we go there, I'm going to read this about this, right, this letter, 25. I have digged, Isaiah 37, 25. I have digged and drunk water, and the sole of my feet have dried up. Notice what the souls of the throne of destruction have done. It has dried up all the rivers, which is the spiritual intelligence of God, of the besieged places. What was besieged? Judah. Your praise well. So it dried up the flow of water there. Jerusalem was besieged. It dried up the peace. The waters of peace there. youngster, you see what it did? God is reminding it of what it did. What it was boasting about. So it began to boast. But look at Psalm forty six ten. We're gonna get a little deep here. let you see something. Go Psalm forty sixteen. Cause we're gonna connect this, and remember now—he dried up the rivers. Okay, remember that. Remember that. Psalm forty-six, verse four. I know I said forty-sixteen, but it's forty-six. Four. Over there. The Bible says there is a river. Now he dried the
1: rivers up, didn't he?
0: With his foot, right? Mm-hmm. There is a river, Psalm 46, 4 says, and the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, which is our encounter of God. See, there is a spiritual intelligence that runs into streams. I'm going to open this thing up for you in a minute through the Holy Ghost now. Pay attention. So this thing, you going to get deep on me here now. We're going to take it all the way back to the beginning with you. And the city of God, see this is what this river does. It runs into streams. And it makes glad the city or the encounter that we have with our God. That's what it's saying here. The holy place, which is that which is inside of us, our soul has been saved of the tabernacle. Which tabernacle we are? Of the Most High. This tabernacle belongs to the Most High God. And there is a holy place in it called the Saved soul. When God's river is flowing in it, it makes it glad. That's why the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, it's about spirit. You can't come in here preoccupied. Come in here want that word, spirit. Let that spiritual word do what it's supposed to do in your life. And you'll see a change. Let that thing flow. Because when you come in, this is what the devil will try trying to do to you. He's try to block the head. won't go in. But eventually, you sit there long enough, it'll make its way in. Once it's in, the water runs. Once the water starts running, by the time you leave here, you say, I'm glad I came. I'm glad I came. Devil didn't want me to come, but I'm glad I came. It might have took me a half hour to get my head together so that my head could get there, but I got it. And now I'm going to get a CD because now I'm in there now and I'm going to go back in there and I can understand what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell me. Now look at his words talking about how he dried up the rivers. That's what he does. That's what that thought of destruction does. It drives the river of God's flow up in us, does it not? Has us sitting in darkness looking crazy, do it not? I'm in there. I know what I'm talking about now. There ain't no games up in here. This is real. This is me. And God said, if I'm going to deliver you, i got to show you what I'm going to deliver you from. And i got to show you how it happens every time it happens. That's the only way. Because when I deliver you, i got to keep you in remembrance that you've been delivered. Because that sucker, notice what he did. He came back and stood in the highway, still running that mountain. Because he had to keep you afraid. Had to keep you discomfort about it all. Go to Genesis 2, 5. I mean, Genesis chapter 2. Because we're going to deal with these rivers, now. The one that he dried up. Let me show you something. Way back in the beginning. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 10 through 15. We're going to show you something. See, God, what God did was, God blessed us with all of this in the beginning. The thorn of destruction took it. God said, I'm going to deliver it back to you, though. That's what deliverance is all about. Delivering you back to the place that you're supposed to be at in here. Look at the word, talking about this river line. This is what he dried up. Remember when he put his foot on it? Dried up the rivers of the besieged places. Remember? Remember I told you that there was a river that's running in us that makes us glad? You ain't glad when you got that river up, are you? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. I'm getting some life now. You're getting a little better now, ain't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's gonna get better. Look at verse 10. And a river, still talking about that river, went out of where? Eating means delight. You see. Psalm 37 verse 4 says that if you delight in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. No delight in God, no desires of the heart. Delight bring in God brings forth the desires of your heart. That's the word. That's all God wants you to do, is delight in him. You will do the rest if you delight in it, Look what he did. This river went out of Eden, the delight of God. To do what? Water means bless. The what? The garden is your soul. You see what happened? God's delight, your delight in God opens up that river to flow into your soul and bless you. You see what he did back then? And you know what? That thorn of destruction stands in the way and try to dry that river because it don't want you to be blessed. It doesn't. It does not want us to be happy. His job is to make us miserable. But God said, no. My people are delivered. God, I got some good stuff for you here tonight. I ain't with you. Let me just work with you. It says that this river, when it went out of Eden to water the garden, and from this it parted and became four heads, it became four other rivers. Remember Psalm 46, there is a river where the streams there are, remember, streams. That's them four heads. Okay? Y'all following it? Because I really want you to get it. Some of you look a little blank on, but I'm hoping I believe you're getting it
1: though.
0: Believe you. He says it parted and became into four heads, and the name of the first, you remember, not a stream there make glad the city of God. That's, 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 that's that river. It's parting off. And each way it goes, it does something. He's trying to block that river to keep it from doing what it's supposed to do. Because the first thing that, it wants to, that this river does is in verse 11. And the name of the first one, the Besson. The Besson means to disperse. So the first thing God does through that river is disperse something into us. The devil knows that. That's why he's drying that river up. you get that? Because he wants to stop the dispersement. Now this thing compasses the whole land of Havilah. Havilah means the land of growth. No disbursement, no growth. You don't get this word, you don't grow. Right, right? See what he's doing? He's standing there now, trying to dry that river up. Trying to keep these, these heads from doing what it's supposed to do. Because if you block up the river, it'll never get to doing what it's supposed to do. It'll never be able to branch off and do what it's supposed to do. First thing it does, it disperses growth into us. And there in verse 11, it says, there's gold in that land. There's the pureness of God in that land. So the first thing God does is He pushes His pureness of the Spirit into us. That's the first thing He did when He placed us in the Garden of Delight. He ran that thing. He ran that thing else. The second thing that He does, and and, and verse 12 says that, and the gold of that land is what? Good. And there is also Bedelia, uh, and the Arkstone, which means that it causes something different about the way I think about my life. So when God pushes this river of the Person into us, it changes the way we think about our life, because you see, it's pushing God's Spirit into us in the pureness. See, it's the pureness of the Spirit. That causes our minds to change and our lifestyle to change and everything. And verse 13 says that, and the name of the second river is the Gihon, which means it labors to bring forth. So, see, there's laboring involved in bringing this forth. Did you get what I mean? Did you? There's laboring involved, see? That's what that second thing did. If You have to labor. You have to study this. you get one? That's what he's talking about there. Laboring to bring forth, you see? To bring forth what's in you. There are birthing pains, there are labor pains. See, God has impregnated all of us with something. There are going to be some labor pains involved in getting it out. It just ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. You know, a vision ain't nothing but a dream until you start walking toward it. It's just, that's all it is. You know, a year later, and you, well, you know, when are you going to do it? A year gone. Nothing is changed and you gonna do it. So the vision becomes a dream instead of a vision. But a dream can't turn into a vision if you start walking toward it. But a vision will never turn into a dream, not to be successful. Never will. Never will. So, if you take a vision and turn it into a dream, then all you're gonna do is dream about it. You ain't gonna the vision encompasses you to go forward toward labor. So the second thing that God did was the second head was the jihad, which means to labor to bring forth. God put some effort in And it the same is that which encompasses the whole land of Ethiopia, which means it encompasses the origin of man. The whole origin of man has a laboring effect to it. The whole origin of man. The first thing that God did to Adam was he gave Adam a ministry. That's the first thing he did, Adam. Before he even gave him a wife, he gave him a ministry. Name Adam. He gave him a job, didn't he? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, guess what? He didn't get the blessings of the wife until he did his job. Mm -hmm. We don't get the blessings of what's inside the kingdom. That's that wife until we do our job. Same Mm -hmm. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. After he did what he was told to do, then God gave him the kingdom the what was inside of him. He took it out of him, showed it to him, brought it back to him. To be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish. The third, now, the name of the third river is the head of cow, which is rapid success. And see, that's what happens. When we labor to bring it forth, when that river is flowing, it brings forth a rapid success in your life. That is it, which goes toward the east of Assyria, which is, it goes into the area, that rapid success goes into the area of success. So it's success going into success. But now, success went on the downside with San because he is the thorn of destruction in our life. And he was was successful at being there. Because he received that which was in praise, that which was in peace. You understand how he became successful, the king of Assyria? But Assyria was originally one of the rivers that brought rapid success in our life. Okay? That's why he wanted it. That's what the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants what we got. Because it feeds him you either going to feed God or you're going to feed the devil, one or the other. And like Brother saying the de- 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 God and the devil, they both battle for the nutrients that's in our soul. There's a battle all the time. There's a seed planted there, and the devil is battling for it, and God is battling for it. You see, in other words, the war is fought out and played out right here in our soul, people. That's where the war is fought, between God and the devil. It's right in here. Now that's God's business why he played it like that. That's and the fourth river is the Euphrates because the Euphrates means there's a breakthrough. And the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And that's what he did. He put our souls in the delight of God. And he told us, look, I want you to dress it and I want you to keep it in this delight. That's what he's saying right But notice now, son of Sheriff wanted to take that from stick. sticky. Mm-hmm. Alright? Now, go back over here to Isaiah, the 37th chapter. We're gonna pick it up on chapter 30. Okay? And we're gonna run with it. Are we there?
1: Yeah.
0: Alright. I mean, not, not chapter 30, but verse 30. Uh, Isaiah 37, chapter verse 30, okay? You got me. Okay. Now, this is God had spoke to Isaiah, and Isaiah was speaking to uh, uh, God was speaking to Isaiah, and Isaiah takes it up here, and God speaks to Hezekiah through the prophet Isaiah here in verse thirty. That's what's happening, and He tells him. And this shall be a sign unto thee. This is the prophet talking to us. Those who have been strengthened by God. because so that's what Hezekiah means. So God is talking to us now. He said, this is what's going to be the sign for thee. He said, this, this church here, we're in our third year, we not. This is next month will be three years. Alright, watch this is the sign. Watch what's happening. And this shall be a sign unto thee. You shall eat this year, such as the growth of itself. Did we not do that the first year? We ate. It came, it went, but it came on as it kind of done its own thing, did Remember the first year, those of you that was here. So, that year, we ate such as growth of itself, did we not? Amen. The second year, we did the same, did we not?
1: Amen.
0: Right over here, at the upstate fatherhood yeah, we did not. Amen. Stayed over there about a year. It says, ye shall eat this year such as growth of itself, and the second year that which springeth of the same. And in the third year, sow ye, he says. We've been here almost a year. We're going in the third year next month. The third year you sow ye. That's what we did. And reap, and plant vineyards, and eat the fruit thereof. That's what we've done. Now look here. Verse 31. Here's delivered. This is where we are now. And the remnant. We're the remnant. Look around you. Look around you. Look around you. I want you to see the remnant. You got to understand what a remnant is. Don't be scared to turn your head. God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to tell you something. You got stop looking down. Looking down like pofo. Look up. Look up. Whoa. Look around and look at the remnant. Because God is speaking to us, because He's telling us here. Now, and the remnant, verse 31, that is the state of the house of Judah, shall again take root downward and bear fruit. What kind of way? That's what we're doing right now. We're not a solid crew here. The roots have gone down now. Ain't nothing gonna turn it around now. See, the roots are in. And not a fruit. It's growing up. Look what's happening in the body. Look at the growth of the people, the spiritual growth. Look around you. This is the remnant. This is what God is doing. The Word of God says in that third year, I'm going to deliver you now. The roots, the remnant has escaped. The remnant of the house of destiny that's in praise with God has escaped. That thorn of destruction. And we planted our roots, God said, and the roots of them went down. That means they deep now. They suck, And now the fruit is beginning to grow up. Going down, going up. Developing fruit. This is what God's word said. This ain't no hocus pocus about God oh, gonna do this, God gonna not. This word. And verse 32 says, For out of Jerusalem, which is the peace of God. Now, Philippians 4, 7 says, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Out of Jerusalem shall go forth a what? Remnant. You're still talking about that remnant. First, those of us that escape from praise. Now, those of us that are of the peace of God. Same one, remnant. Still talking about that remnant. And they that escaped out of Mount Zion which is the guiding pillar of God. See, some of them didn't escape. Why? Because they came out from under the guiding pillar of God. They were being educated, son. And how can you Go through college. Get your P.A.C. And now, you're going into your job. Your call of God. And all of a sudden, you decide to go back to junior high school. You've got to be out your mind. Would you go back? Would you go back? Could I send you back? You'd probably fight me, wouldn't you? Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? He says, those that came out from under escaped out of the garden pillar. In other words, we stayed under. It was tough for a minute. Oh, man, the toughest thing, the toughest transition we ever had was when we left over to get here because the devil didn't want us. It was a long time before this thing got straight here. I mean, it was just hell on it wasn't it. It was a minute, because that devil didn't want this. But that thing took root. It was taking root all the time. You know, oak tree, when that thing get down off in there now, it's gonna take a big wind and uproot it. You might break a limb or two often, it, but it'll limp right back up, and straighten back up, and it'll still be standing there. That oak tree is strong. And see, that's because his roots go down deep. In other words, he can find water where the rest of them can't find water. Amen. All they know is the river. full heat They don't know. And they'll hoop it, and they'll hype it. But there's a lot more to it than that. Amen. He said that, and they that escaped out of Mount Zion, the zeal, The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. In other words, the jealousy and envy of God is what's making God do what he do in this ministry. Because, see, God knows, although God knows everything everybody ever said against us, everything everybody ever done against us, even stuff we don't know. God knows. And it's made him jealous. He said, I'm gonna do this because of the zeal, my zeal, my jealousy, my envy that I have for you. You know, that's why I'm gonna do it. See, it ain't about you, it's about what what they did to me. Amen. See, see, they said I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. See, they thought they were talking about us, but they were really going up against God. God. Let me read on down through it. Therefore, Thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. He shall not come into this city. You ain't got to worry about that. He ain't coming. God said he ain't gonna let it. Nor shoot an arrow or bow, he ain't gonna get to pierce us. Nor come before it we shield, nor cast a bank against it. In other words, we rooted now. He ain't gonna let him do it no more. By the way that he came, by the same way he's gonna return. So ha <laughs> Why oh, you know you crazy? Say, say <laughs> Same though you came in, same one you left out of. You, you came crazy and you leave you crazy. You will not change nothing. It, it, the word of God you can't lie. God said that here. Yeah. And everybody caught it. The Bible says verse 34. By the way that he came. By the same shall you do? And shall not come into this city. In other words, they come over there, trying to on stuff. You gotta go. Cause Ain't nobody listening to you. Man, we know you know why? Because we knew what it took to get these roots rolling. <laughs> we'll you
1: understand
0: what I'm saying? It won't happen. It won't happen.
1: Mm-mm. I'm
0: talking about God's deliverance. Now I'm accepting this deliverance and protection. That's what got me this far. What you do is up to you. But I can promise you, this: God said, if you don't accept it and you start acting a fool, like some do, he said you won't be able to enter into the city, in other words, you won't, you won't have no faith. That's what he's telling, you. that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's talking to that thorn of destruction. You know, the one that loves to keep stuff going. Amen. That's what you know? And when you go out there, you know God. Everything, a bird go tell God everything. Amen. It don't have to tell me nothing. Because most of it, I don't want to know no way. I just want to give you the word. But God. All we do is make God mad. Amen. And his zeal will turn against us. If we're not careful. That's why we have to be careful with this thing. For he, this is is his promise now. Verse 35. For I will defend this city mm, to save it for whose sake? Oh my God. God said, He's going to defend this encounter that we have with Him for His sake and for my servant's sake also. His servant is the beloved of God. That's how our soul has been saved. That's what He loved with the apple of His eye. He said, I'm going to do it for me and I'm going to do it for us. That's what he said. God said, I'm going to defend this. I am. That's his word. No matter what you're through, God said, He's going to defend you and me. He's going to do it. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and he smote in the camp of Assyria. A hundred and fourscore and five. He brought in unity. And when they arose early, that breakthrough in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Any, anytime you come in unity, you'll see some dead corpses lying. See, that's what happened. If you got them numbers up, they'll it'll all come up to 10. And 10 means unified. I ain't got time to count them right now. I got two more scriptures. No then we'll get on out of here. So, sheriff, look what he does now. He's that forward of destruction. sheriff, the king of Assyria, departed. Mm-hmm. And went and returned and dwelt where? Well, you know what the men of to be in agreement. He agreed before God had placed on him. You see what he did? He went and dwelt in Nineveh. A place of agreement. That's what he did. In other words, he didn't go fooling with God. folk no, Huh? That's right. He didn't go away. I'm just showing you the word here. And it came to pass as he was worshipping. Look what he was doing. He was worshipping in the house of Nishra, his God. In other words, that word worshiping the house of Nishra, Nishra means flight of temptation. He was in his own thing. He was worshiping his own temptations, his own looks, you know, that's what he was Nishra. That's his God, the flight of his temptation. And, look what happened while he was in there doing it, though. Adrimalet and Sharizer, Adrimalet means power of the king, and Sharizer means Treasures of the storehouse. They were his
1: sons.
0: They killed him with the sword. They killed him. See, that's what happened. Because they cared for the world. Remember the treasure? And they, they, they cared for power. The power of the king. See, you got to understand now. Their daddy had come in agreement with God and left God Peter alone. He said, "Oh no, the power of the king, which was a dreamer leg, and that other guy that starts with an S, which meant the treasure or the storehouse, they weren't going on Oh no, we got to kill you. They had to get him out of the way. But when they got him out of the way, because they felt like the power of the king, had, hey, was being forfeited." That's why Adribulet came in. Because his his name means power of the king. And Sherizer, which is treasurer of the storehouse. Oh no, they weren't going to let that go. But they killed him. They smote him with the sword. And then they escaped into a land of Armenia, which is, they began to tremble. You see what they did? See, that's what happened. They killed off their leadership, and then they went into trembling. They didn't realize what they were doing. So... Just as sure. it didn't even occur to them until he did it. And they escaped into the land of Armenia, which means the place of trembling. They became afraid. They became so afraid they couldn't even reign. And Esther Hayden, his son, reigned in his state. You know what Essay Hayden me. The point has been closed. And I'm closing, because the point has been closed. That's all I got to say, this thing.
1: Anybody got any prayer before you?